Hi guys. Hi guys. What are we on episode four now? Five. Four. Five? Four. <laughs> I think it's four. Four. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to Wine with Us. Uh, today we have a special guest. We do. We have my father. Um, I'll do a little intro. Um, my dad's name is Leon. He's a retired Oakland firefighter. Um, who was a political science major in college and we have a little politics special for you guys today um since we had a very historical election um mm-hmm. shout out to joe biden mm-hmm. here we go next four years yeah um yeah so we're gonna do a little q a with my dad give you guys a little insight into how this whole election went yeah i gotta be honest i was anxious about this episode because i was like either we're gonna be really sad recording this yeah. or we're gonna be low-key sad recording this but either way I feel like this is the outcome we wanted, mm-hmm. and uh, we're excited. Hopefully, you know it, it's it works out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. So uh, the wine we're drinking today, it's a vegan red wine. Got it at Trader Joe's. Are you there wines that works? aren't vegan? I guess uh, this is how they get me. Okay, they say it's vegan, or they say like some fancy thing, gluten free. Even though gluten free doesn't always taste that great, but if I see it, I'm like, I gotta try it. I gotta right. know if. If it's better than normal. So I got this at Trader Joe's. This was $4.99. And that's what alerted me that I was like, I don't know if this is going to be good. So we're drinking some cheap wine. No, but... it's good. Okay. We're drinking some, I think maybe they labeled it vegan, made it cheap so people would buy it. But I feel like they're going to come up. So it's called O-X-T-E. I don't know if that's Oxtail. I don't like know either. Or, I don't know. I don't know. But it's a red blend. It's 14.5% alcohol. It says it's got a little uh, cab sav in there, a little whatever this is. It's a Spanish wine. Okay. And yeah, it's it's pretty good. I like it. Well, let's get to tasting it. I've, well, you've had it. I've never had it before. I like it. I feel like you'd like it. Okay. Well, let's cheers. Oh wait, what are we, we cheersing to? Who? Oh, Uncle Lee, what are you drinking? Uh, well, can I say um, hello, wine with us? Thank you guys for inviting me. All oh, right, we didn't need And uh, <laughs> I'm excited, you know, and uh, congratulations on your new venture. And uh, hopefully this is the start of something big for you guys. Uh, what I'm drinking, I'm drinking a Modelo. Nice, Modelo, nice. Modelo Light. We're keeping it classy in here. Yes. And what are you cheersing to? What are we cheering to? What are you cheersing to this week? Oh, I got to give it up to Joe Biden. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, And, and to a uh, adios to uh, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cheers to our first black slash woman of color yes. vice presidential elect. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited Absolutely. that, that you know, it's just a, it's a ceiling breaker. Is it's that what historic. It is? Yeah. It's historic. And it's, what I liked what she said is when she specifically was saying, I'm the first, but I'm not going to be the last. Yes, that brought me to tears for sure. And just because, I don't know, I feel like there's so many things that are happening in our lifetime that I I honestly didn't think we would see. I didn't think we would see a black president. Mm -hmm. I didn't think we would see a woman president slash vice president, let alone a woman of color. Yeah. And here it is before our eyes. Breaking boundaries, changing the game. Yeah. I'm cheersing to Kamala too, for sure. I'm yeah. happy to see that. It's just, yeah. Cheers. 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 Kamala and Joe. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's the good. way we set this up, you like it? I do. It's good. Are you just saying that? You're saying it with a <laughs> <laughs> You're saying it with a smile. 
saying it like, no, it's good. No, I like it. For, for four ninety nine, it's pretty, pretty Hey, tasty. whoa, whoa. Okay, you don't like it. It's fine. You know what? I like it. That's all that matters. <laughs> okay, so the way we set up the podcast today is it's kind of just a Q&A, um, but we don't have too many questions. We just kind of want to get input from you, Uncle Lee, and kind of just make it a conversation around the table. I love it. So, um, the first question is, what got you interested in politics? Was it a specific political event or a political person or your family? I just think it was uh, growth. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really didn't get into politics until, I would say, looking back on it now, until I got into college. You know, I think before college, it's not like I was, you know... Uh, didn't care about current events or issues and things of that nature, but I really took a dive into politics when I got into college, when I started questioning everything I was ever taught. You know, my primary education, my secondary education. You know, when I got into college, it's like a whole world just opened up to me, and I started questioning everything. And I just had to, uh, I had to search and find answers to a lot of my questions. So that's why it seemed like politics, and it was natural for me, you know, my oldest brother, he was a political science major, and we always talk politics and stuff like that. So, you know, just to answer your question, I think I really just got interested in politics when I got to college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know, obviously, you raised me, so I know that you lean towards the, the left side. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so considering the fact that we are a blue family, like, do you have a list of pros and cons for both sides? Yeah, I do. And, you know... Um, I'm leaning left and liberal and all those, I get all those labels, but I'm more issues driven. You know, I'm more like, um, you know, people are afraid of words like socialism and, you know, things like that. And uh, I just think for us to be the number one industrialized and the richest country in the world, I think that uh, everybody deserves health care. Absolutely. I just think everybody deserves... uh, uh, you know, stuff like just equality and opportunity and access, you know, but there are certain buzzwords that people get afraid when they hear them, it kind of freaks them out a little bit. So I get the labels, but I'm more, um, uh, I'm more issues driven. You ask me a question about an issue, I'll tell you how I feel about it. And whatever side of the spectrum that, that falls on, I guess that's what I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that, I feel like that's something like, like you said, when you went to college, you started to question things more. And that's how I kind of felt. And I think what it is about this country specifically, we're so team-driven. You like to be on a side or a team or right. specifically. Even though issue-wise, you might have something that may lean more Republican or mm-hmm. more more Democrat. My, mm-hmm. Like my dad, he's Republican, but he mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, I don't know where the hell this party has been going the past mm-hmm. five, ten years. Um, just because specifically of Donald Trump and, and just the the ways that Republicans tend to be hypocritical in what mm-hmm. they're, they've been saying recently and what they stand for and then what they're doing. So I don't know. It's just one of those things where I like that you said you're issue driven just because mm-hmm. there are certain times where something might not even be labeled Democrat. It might be independent or mm-hmm. it may not be any political affiliation in yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah. wow, we really are like, you're on this side or you're on this side, you know? And you know, it's funny that just like the hypocrisy is really kind of something that 
you know, uh, it always gets my attention, you know, about one side versus the other. I believe in a woman's right to her own reproductive rights. Mm -hmm. You know, those I feel passionately about that. Mm -hmm. I believe there should be a separation between church and state. Mm -hmm. Big time. I mean, that's that. in the Constitution. You know, and I feel they should be totally separate. And I think so much, so, so uh, I think on social issues, I'm very, if you want to use the word liberal, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe in, you know, uh, marriage equality. I, I just believe in stuff like that. And I don't believe the government should have anything to say to anybody about who they love and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and and you know, those are the kind of things, you know, that I, and, you know, just compassion, humanity, yeah. just, mm -hmm. you know, caring, you know, just, just stuff like that. That's where I lean towards. Mm -hmm. And just like a little side note, I think it's interesting that you both brought up the fact that, like, you kind of came into your political being in college because I feel like that's kind of like when I also came into my political being. Like, I remember, like, <clears throat> that was when um, Bernie Sanders was running for president and I voted for Bernie in the primaries. And I remember my dad, you saw my ballot and you're like, oh, you voted on the wrong one. And I was like, no, like I'm voting for Bernie. And you were like, uh, you're not voting for Hillary in the primaries. And I was like, no, I'm voting for Bernie. So I think that's funny that we kind of all came into our own like political beings and kind of understood where we lie, where we lay like independently aside from how we were raised. But I, I believe that that was a proud moment for me, mm -hmm. believe it or not. You know, I wasn't upset by it. I was just like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It was a moment mm -hmm. that you have your own views, you know, and you feel, uh, you know, your your political leanings or ideas or, or you know, what, you know, or your, your, the, way, the way you kind of put things up in your mind. You had your own ideas about things. Mm -hmm. and they weren't like a carbon copy of mine and you weren't doing it. Oh, I want to do it to make my dad happy. Or, yeah. You know, you're following your line to what you think the family, you mm -hmm. know, line should be as far as, you know, how you see the world. I was very happy that you were independent and had your own thoughts and ideas mm -hmm. about, you know, how you felt about issues. So yeah. that was great. But y'all don't get it twisted. I still voted for Hillary in the general election. I did yeah. not. We were salty. Right. I did not refrain from voting. I still voted. Because we knew what was at stake. Well, you know, that's why she lost, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, that being said, from the start of, you know, you getting involved in politics in your, uh, once you were going to college, do you think America has improved politically throughout your lifetime? Or if not, what do you think you want to see as far as change? Okay, I, I consider the glass half full instead of half empty so mm -hmm. i do think things have improved but do we have a long way to go absolutely mm -hmm. you know um you know it wasn't that long ago and you know when you look at it you know in my lifetime where you know blacks couldn't vote women couldn't vote you know segregation and you know i mean the uh, the, the voting rights act you know back in the early 60s that stuff just happened and you look at it it wasn't maybe 40 or 50 years ago so are, are things a lot better? Yes, absolutely. And I think through activism, through education, and through, uh, uh, you know, things of that nature, you know, we've gained so much, you know. And uh, so uh, uh, do we have a long way to go? Absolutely. But yeah, things have uh, gotten a lot better. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so, you know, with you coming up as a young man to now a grown adult, um, I'm sure you know that youth has has a huge um, effect on how politics work in America. 
Um, do you think that the youth has become more active when it comes to voting and holding elected officials accountable? Yes, I do. I think we see that everywhere. I think, uh, you know, one of the main things I could think of right now was, uh, excuse me, when George Floyd was killed and um, just the uh, social movement, not domestically, but internationally, it just took off. For the most part, that was your generation. That was young people who said, we're not going to stand for this anymore. We have to take a stand. And, you know, uh, organizations like Black Lives Matter, who I, I'm firmly behind, and I think, you know, what they, uh, what they represent, you know, uh, uh, I think is a good thing. But I think there's some mixed messaging going on where people are trying to hijack their message, mm -hmm. which kind of takes away. But that's, you know... That, 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 that's kind of part of the deal. Yeah, absolutely. That that, that, that kind of happens. Someone you know always I mean? ruins the fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I, I think young people just looking at how they organize now through, you know, social media and how uh, active they are, you know, they're not afraid. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're, they're, they're taking that energy and they're taking it to the next level. Like my generation, we're standing on the shoulders of those from like the early 60s, like the Dr. Kings mm -hmm. and the and the Rosa Parks and the, mm -hmm. and the uh, John Lewis's, you know, we're standing on their shoulders. Now your generation is standing on our shoulders. So you guys have taken it to another level. I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be more prouder. And I think, the, you know, the sky's the limit for your generation because you yeah. guys are, you're smart and you're rising stars. So. And I think social media plays a huge, huge role in that because mm -hmm. I'm like, if that video George Floyd never went viral, we would have never known. Mm -hmm. You know, all of that would have just stayed silent. And mm -hmm. it's like, I know they were trying to sue that girl that recorded George Floyd's death. And it's like, what if she never recorded it? You mm -hmm. know, like we would have never known, and we would we won't be we wouldn't be growing as a nation. Mm -hmm. So how many non-recorded? How yeah? How many? How many? That what was the spark? It just changed the world, and. Uh, you know, I think that that's going to be a moment in history that'll never, mm -hmm. never forget, and everybody will be able to point back to that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's maybe the start of you know this whole thing about you know police reform and mm -hmm. and, and you know all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Speaking of history, uh, do you think this election was one of the most historical, and if so, why? I do, and I, I say that only because of the president who's in office right now. Mm -hmm. I think I really believe that our democracy was was was, was laid this in the balance. It was because mm -hmm. I think that uh, this this current president was so toxic, and he had a following that really shocked me. Mm -hmm. I thought that most of his followers had believed in his all of his uh, conspiracy theories and all of his lies and all of his you know misinformation that they were really sucked into that. And I, you know, initially, you know, uh, I didn't think it was that much of a threat, but it is. Mm -hmm. He had 70 million people vote for him. That's scary. That's yeah. Funny. It's scary that, that it was so know. close. And I, I, you know, I believe that anybody who voted for him, they're complicit in what he stands for. 100%. They hate they have what to he be. hates. Yeah. That's a scary thing. Now, if it was only maybe, you know, 20% uh, of that or 15, mm -hmm. that kind of comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm shocked. And I was hoping this election would have been a referendum on on uh, Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm glad Biden won, don't get me wrong. But I was hoping that, uh, you know, um, that our better angels would come forward as a country mm -hmm. and that uh, he would be totally defeated. 
yeah. by the number of people who voted against him. Yeah. That I, didn't happen. I think it's one of those things, again, people like being on a team. And then also, like, I, I don't like when people make political officials celebrities because then no matter what they do you're still like well i'm still a fan so i still want to vote for you Mm -hmm. and it's when it comes down to it we elect them because they work for us you know Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it every political move they make is a reflection of your vote towards them right you essentially with your vote are not paying them, but you're... Well, we are paying them, yeah. technically. Yeah. But you are paying them to, to make laws that reflect what you want. Absolutely. Definitely. And what, as a community, yes. you want to be seen... You want to be seen throughout the community yeah. and throughout your state, throughout your country, yeah. depending on which official it is. Mm-hmm. And I think people got so in their head of, oh, this celebrity mm-hmm. who's already a celebrity yeah. is running for president. I'm going to vote for him. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm always going to be a fan no matter what he does. Right. And that's so scary that it's you kind of just blur the lines. Because I write or die for Beyonce, but she doesn't write my my right. laws for no. California. Right. She just gives me good music. Right. That's about I mean, it. and see, that's the thing is like Trump supporters view Trump as a celebrity and not as an elected official. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's not a politician. So it's like, obviously, people are going to view him as a celebrity. And it's like, we talk all the time about like our problematic celebrities that we yeah. still support. We like Doja episode. Cat. Like, yes. I mean, like we can support our our problematic celebrities and buy, listen to their albums, but they're not deciding my reproductive rights. They're not deciding, mm-hmm. you know, whether gay people can get married or they're not. They're not putting kids in cages. Right. So, I mean, I think Great there's... Point. Yeah. And I just think anybody who voted for Trump, they have to be okay with... Like, yeah. That's what you said. Putting mm-hmm. children in cages. And they have to be okay with him, you know, calling for the execution of the Central Park Five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have to be okay with him, you know, uh, calling uh, Kamala Harris a monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's... to be okay with Him that. attacking other people who yeah. don't right. agree oh, with him. And God. they can overlook all that because they want their taxes lowered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, God, yeah. I want a politician that if they're doing something wrong, I can tell them and they will care. They'll mm-hmm. literally at least look into yeah. the mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't care. As long as it gives him money, it gives him fame, it gives him more fans, right. he's mm-hmm. going to do it. It's all about him and his head. Mm-hmm. But if I can, this is a bad terminology, but if I could bully a politician into doing what's right, I'd rather have that than someone who doesn't even care in the first place. Right. And that's the whole point of having an elected right. official. Right. You elect them as a community. Because Trump don't care how we feel. Yeah. And you know, the really, the, 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 the total irony in all of this is that his his followers, they really think he cares about them. Mm-hmm. I know. And he does, I mean, it's really, he, he, he doesn't give a crap about them. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-mm. You know, he could care less. The you know, only thing he cares about is how it's going to affect him. His reputation. Yeah. That's he it. just wants to you sell know. them hats. That's yeah. all it is. Um, so with all that said, how are your feelings about how the election turned out? Oh, I'm very happy. But, you know, it's almost, it's kind of bittersweet. Just like we were talking a few minutes ago. The good news is Trump is gone. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the big picture, that's all I really care about. Mm-hmm. But some of my, like I said, some of my other concerns was that a lot of people still voted for Trump. Yeah. So that lets me know that this country is broken mm-hmm. and that uh, we're bitterly divided. And uh, I really don't know 
how we're going to fix that. Mm -hmm. I really don't know because there's a lot of anger, resentment, mistrust. And, you know, I believe that, you know, um, we're the ones who, you know, uh, are dealing with facts and data. You talk about COVID and all that. We're dealing with reality where a lot of his followers, they're in an alternate, like, uh, 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 universe. They are. You know, they they believe a whole set of stuff that's really scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it doesn't affect them, then it's not real. How are we going to fix that? I don't know. So I'm happy about the election, absolutely, because I think we've been through four years of hell. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been crazy. You know, you don't know what he's going to do from minute to minute, yeah. second to second. His, you know, our country's, you know, driven by texting and tweeting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm just thankful that that's something we're going to move on by past. You yeah, know? and, like, because we have a long way to go, like, do I think Joe is the answer? No. But is it a step in the right direction? 100%. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that... Mr. Donald J. Trump is out of office. Yeah. For me, I'm just excited, in a sense, to have a boring president, yeah. in quotes. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't want to wake up every day and get scared because suddenly he's waging war on someone who doesn't agree with him, yeah. or he's saying things about China, or wherever, where I'm like, please don't get us yeah. killed. It's like please every day we wake up war. to some new headline. Mm-hmm. Of some idiotic thing that this man has said or done. And, and it's just like we can't catch a break. I know there's things that Joe Biden's going to do in the coming years that I'm not going to agree with necessarily. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not to the point where I'm literally fearing right. of what's to come. Right. I know that it's it's malleable. And mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's not... It's not a direct hit. It's mm-hmm. more of something that we can change if we need to, or we can stop if we need to. Mm-hmm. Whereas Donald Trump didn't care. He was just like, I'm I'm doing whatever I want, and you guys are just going to hear about it. we got to buckle our seatbelts for the next three months. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think with, with, with Biden, we're going to get stuff that's policy-driven. Yeah, exactly. And we, we can debate that. Exactly. Whether you like it or not, we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. And he's stable. Mm-hmm. He's competent. You know, he was vice president for eight years under yeah. President Obama. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think our allies and our foreign policy is much more stable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to be, you know, handled professionally. And yes. I think we're going to get our reputation around the world back again. And I think he I has think a strong backbone, important. too, yeah. with Kamala by his side. And I think handling the pandemic... Exactly. Number one, science with data, mm-hmm. with, with with facts, that's gonna make a huge difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know it's important when all, not just this country but the entire world has a sigh of relief. Yes, when they're like the world. Okay, we America is gonna get back on track yes. okay, because not only does the pandemic affect our country to a great extent, what does that mean for traveling to other countries yes. or? relations with other countries if they see that we well not we specifically but our president doesn't care about Mm -hmm. spreading a a disease around the world that's already a freaking pandemic like what does that say about our relations with those countries like the fact that paris is ringing the bell when joe biden and that we were out of the paris deal for for environmental science right Mm -hmm. i'm like can we get back in that that's on joe's number one that's on his list yeah it's just a president that doesn't acknowledge that that's it's crazy to me the world health organization you just everything pulled out of that it's it's just ridiculous the damage he's done Mm -hmm. you know internationally and like joe's already created a task force to 
He's ready. He's well, ready. To, to tackle. I mean, because yeah. wasn't there one like already in place and like Trump was just like, Dismantle we don't need it. it. Some yeah. of the people he had in there weren't even like immunologists and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They were just friends of his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the final question we have is for someone who's new to politics and wants to take a deep dive, where do you suggest they start? Oh, my goodness. I just think... Uh, Get involved, you know, I think become educated and do your own independent research about all the issues and, you know, um, just kind of figure out and, and try to process where you stand. Like, mm-hmm. and I think all the all the major issues, you know, I think uh, they kind of drive our political lives and where you stand on that. But more importantly, the most important thing is, is where you get your information from. Yeah. You know, do your own research, read, Google, talk to people, mm-hmm. talk to people who you trust and older people. And, you know, you learn a lot just from, you know, their life's experiences. And so uh, I, I say, uh, you know, if you're really passionate about one or the other, I'm passionate about all of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just think I, I'm always hungry, you know, and thirsty for more knowledge, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I just know what my core values are. And, you know, uh, you know, how I feel about, you know, um, all the major issues. And, I, 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 you know, I've had those same, I got a lot of my values from my mother, you know, because she was a community activist. And so a lot of my political politics has kind of evolved from that. But, you know, I'm just all about truth, fairness, and humanity. If you could describe, uh, you know, my politics in one word, I would just, the word humanity comes to mind. You know, I just care about people. Want people mm-hmm. to have good life. Oh, we all want the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, be fair and honest and decent, you know, and you know, and, and you know, treat the other man like you want him to treat you. I just think those. It sounds kind of cheesy and kind mm-hmm. of basic, but when you pass, when you dig through all the stuff and peel the onion, that's what it all boils down to. And Rachel, I kind of have a question for you. So, like, since like since we're talking about you know like how we like where to start when we're learning about our politics, like growing up in household of having like one side being Republican and one side being Democratic, like how did you kind of find out where you stood? Um, I would say college. Just yeah. just like uh, Uncle Lee said, because I mean, not that my parents would always fight about politics towards one another because it was never a political climate like this where it would be at it at, at odds all the time and even now like my dad he's republican but he's not he didn't vote for donald trump he didn't vote for him the first time either like he sometimes i'm like dad you kind of sound pretty democrat in in a lot of the stances that he takes on certain things but i understand to a certain extent he is very republican when it comes to like financials and all that fiscally conservative yes exactly and and i can respect that in a sense of like we're different in a political sense and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It, just like you and my mom were different in a political sense, and that's okay. And I think the reason that I've been able to kind of like think for myself was because of college, because I just go off on my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember in college, I was in Nevada, so I was able to vote for um, the second Obama election. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I really made a difference because Nevada has flipped so many times sure in the has. past Absolutely. past few elections that mm-hmm. I was like, wow, like my vote could actually count here. Definitely. So I think once I realized that, and then in the back of my head, I'm thinking I'm a woman and I'm black. So 
there were two things against me of not being able to vote in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I think I owe it not only to myself, but to the people who came before me who opened that door for me to vote no matter what, whether it's something small or something big, yeah, like yeah. someone fought for me to have that right. That's right. And I remember explaining that to my coworker and I don't know, like she didn't even realize in the back of her head and that made her literally go home, look at her listings of like who were the elected or who were the current people on the ballot and then had her go vote the next day. And it's just mm -hmm. like, I feel like that's the time where I was like, this is where I can really input my voice into actual change no matter how small it may seem like, but I don't know. It was, it was just something that I was like, yeah, I need to do this, you know? Good to know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, y'all. Well, I wanted to ask you actually. Oh, what's up? <laughs> Since, well, I think cause both of your parents grew up democratic, right? Mm -hmm. So do you think there was any time specifically where you kind of question your <coughs> views or you, uh, have always like come into your own? I feel like, I mean, obviously I was raised in a f pretty much blue family mm -hmm. and I don't think I've ever thought about crossing over. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever questioned my beliefs or questioned my values. I feel like my parents have always had values that resonated with me and would always benefit me in the long run. Mm -hmm. I mean, being a black woman, obviously, like the main things I care about is like my reproductive rights mm -hmm. and like my rights as a human being, humanity, you know? So, I mean, like I never really had... A time where I questioned how I grew up or anything like that mm -hmm. when it comes to politics. See, and that's one thing specifically is I love debating with my dad. Like, we'll respectfully debate about specific issues. And <coughs> it's just so nice to kind of open his eyes to certain things. Mm -hmm. um, like, he's always thought women should be able to choose and and specific things like that. But he, he is law enforcement. Both of my parents were law enforcement. So... To him, like obviously, he's been on the other side the entire time. He doesn't really, he he doesn't really see the issue of certain things until I kind of put it into perspective. Like, well, what if you were in this position and this happened to you, and mm -hmm. this, 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 and this? And I'm like, Dad, you you've been in the force. You understand like how much money you'll get for overtime and mm -hmm. and how much funding you have specifically year by year and like how much of it you actually use on specific things versus like fun things or versus like you know if someone files a lawsuit you pay them off you know mm -hmm. and I saw this article one time that was stating it was about I think it was LAPD it was either LAPD or NYPD and the amount of money they spend in settling lawsuits mm -hmm. was millions yes, every year. of dollars. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Dad, mm -hmm. when you look at the facts, not to say that settling in a lawsuit means you're guilty, mm -hmm. but it sure as hell doesn't mean that you're innocent, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And just showing him specific things, what I love is that he's so respectful in the sense of like, just like how you recognize that Tyler has her own views and mm -hmm. she's coming into her own person and and you're able to kind of be like, wow, okay, you have a different opinion than me on certain things. And I think in the same way, he feels that way about it. And he he's always open to listen to the other side, especially with yeah. social media. Mm -hmm. Because when he saw uh, that George Floyd video, he was like, it's just ridiculous, the things that are coming out. And it's so amazing that your generation has 
camera phones and can share things instantly Mm -hmm. and is able to unify so quickly. And Mm -hmm. I was telling him about how on Twitter, I'll get news quicker on Twitter than I get it on the the news station. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, like I'll show him things on my phone, like, see, this is what's happening Mm -hmm. right now. And he's like, See, and it's crazy because the news stations can't show everything technically, right. mm-hmm. but sometimes they won't show everything exactly. because they're funded by specific right. people or, you know, they just don't want to cause any more tension than there already is. And mm-hmm. he's like, to the point where he'll ask me sometimes, well, what's going on? What do you think about this? And mm-hmm. I think that's what's so important is uh, the youth is able to come out, speak about things, unify, and then educate. Mm-hmm. Even if people have different views, I mean, who's to say I'm not going to turn my dad into a Democrat? Period. Yeah. Because, you know, I think I've learned more about my history and our history, I think, in the last five years, maybe a little bit more than I have in my whole life. Mm -hmm. That says a lot. Because of, um, you know, how people are thirsty. Yeah. For, for for education and information and truth and mm-hmm. just knowledge and when you, when you have that kind of thirst you're going to start bringing truth to you know to the surface mm-hmm. and you can just really just absorb it and it and it it tells a whole different story yeah you know it tells a completely different story that we were never told or taught mm-hmm. and I think um, our history was suppressed I mean exactly. yes and, and you know there's a lot of our a lot of people, and I'm not just black, but white as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were they were denied, you know, the truth of our history and what really happened, mm-hmm. and uh, the way the whole narrative was kind of man- manipulated, you know, to keep us disenfranchised. Yeah. You know, I don't, we don't even get it. Well, and I think that could be a topic what, for another another yeah. episode. Well, also, I think that's what causes so much tension in this country because other countries are able to reflect and show, okay, this is the terrible shit we did, right. This is exactly what happened. Exactly. And we need to learn it so that we don't do it again. Right. Whereas here, we kind of brush... Well, yeah, not us, but people brushed it under the rug. And, and now suddenly we're uh, relearning mm-hmm. and understanding while we're experiencing other forms of oppression. And how to understand why that's an issue. Well, either. you know, and the powers that be are still being resistant to that. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's ugly. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. It is. And, and they, they don't feel... They, they get irritated and honorary and angry mm-hmm. and dismissive when we want to talk about that. But the key is this. We're not, we just want it to be acknowledged. Yeah. We're not trying to point the finger. And we we're not blaming you. We want, have, you. We, we want to have a conversation about it's it. It's like, I'm not blaming you personally. Your like, ancestors girl, did this. Yeah. We just need you we to We need know. to acknowledge it and fix the problem. That's exactly. All. That's all. It's harmless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're ending on a little <laughs> lesson note, but yeah. It was nice talking with you. Yeah, wow, this was a this really good great. episode. This is great. great. I hope you guys will have me on again. I think okay. our I think our listeners will really enjoy this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, thank I you for having me, and uh, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks, okay. Dad. All right, thanks, guys. Well, okay. if you want to subscribe, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Yes. Um, we're on SoundCloud. Follow our Instagram. And if you got this far, leave an American flag emoji on our Instagram post. Woo-hoo. And then blue hearts. Blue hearts all the way. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.